Praise God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. I've been looking at the teaching series, Understanding How God Leads. Understanding How God Leads. And this is the part four in the teaching series. Don't forget also that the prophetic theme for this month has been, I am a child of destiny. Can we echo that together? I am a child. Say it convincingly to yourself. Say, I am a child of destiny. And your glorious destiny you will fulfill in Jesus' name. As a commission, we have 12 pillars of our faith. And every month, God opens his word and delivers the fruit to us. Revelations 22 and verse 2. He said, in that garden, there is a tree of life that bears 12 manna of fruits. And so there are 12 manna of fruits that God gives us. And this month, our focus is on the pillar of vision. Remember also that destiny in the kingdom is not a matter of faith. It's not F-A-T-E. It's not a matter of what will happen will happen. Destiny in the kingdom is God's preordination for his children. Destiny in the kingdom is the discovery of God's plan for our life and how we can run with it towards fulfilling God's agenda for our life. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, the Bible speaking, it said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of peace. They are not of evil to give you an expected end. So God has great plans for us, but he wants us to get into the world to discover that plan. And without discovery of God's plan for our life, we cannot be on the journey towards fulfillment of destiny. But I pray for you today, in this encounter with destiny service, God of heaven will reveal his plan to you afresh in the name of Jesus. Destiny in the kingdom is as far as your eyes can see. Destiny in this kingdom is as far as your eyes can see. There is no limit to our destiny in Christ. There is no limit. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 14 is said to Abraham, look from where you are, northward, eastward, westward, Everywhere, whatever you can see, I will give it to you. So it is as far as you can see. God moves us from one level of glory to another. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. He said the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto a perfect day. So as long as you are following his leading for your life, it continues to take you from one realm of glory. To another. Say with me, I have a destiny of no limit in Christ. 
Say one more time. Say, I have a destiny of no limit in Christ. John chapter 14 and verse 12. John 14 and verse 12. Jesus speaking there, Verily I say unto you, He that believes on me, the works that I do, he will do also. But even greater works than I did, he will do because I go to the Father. So Jesus tells us that it is possible for us to do beyond what he did while on the earth. No limit. It is as far as your eyes can see. And so we must understand our destiny is as a book made up of many chapters. Just as one chapter is about to be completed, he opens another chapter to us. Isaiah 29 and verse 11. Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 11, the Bible speaks, it says, the vision of all, the vision of how many people? All. Is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned. And he said, read this, he said, I cannot because it's sealed. So, as you open one seal, one chapter after the other, God begins to move you from one realm of glory to another. So when men say it is the end, just put a B before it and it becomes a bend. When it looks as if it's all over, he opens another chapter. That's what he did for Abraham. At the age of 75, he was still living with his father. But God opened a glorious destiny to him. Until tomorrow, we all are connected to Christ through the blessing of Abraham. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice, wherever you may be, your glorious destiny shall be colorfully fulfilled in the name of Jesus. But how can we fulfill this glorious destiny? We can only move from one phase to the other by following the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can only move from one phase to the other by following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So we can only fulfill our glorious destiny by following the leading of the Holy Spirit. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit cannot be overemphasized towards the fulfillment of our glorious destiny. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. In fact, you know what the Bible calls him? In John chapter 16 and verse 13, he said, he will guide us. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He said, albeit when the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you. So the Holy Spirit is our guide. So when we talk about divine guidance, it is by the help of the Holy Spirit that guides us to the fulfillment of God's plan for our life. So very quickly, this morning we'll continue as we look at how then do we access this divine guidance. What are the things that must be in place for us to access the guidance of God towards the fulfillment of our glorious destiny. And let me quickly say this, in encounter with destiny service like this, one major way in which we encounter destiny is by the word of God. By the word. So wherever you may be, don't be distracted. Lord, I need a word. Because when the word of God comes to a man, it does not leave man the same way. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8. The Lord sent a word into Jacob. 
And that word lighted the entire nation of Israel. From a man, it became a nation by the sent word. Your own word is coming this morning. I say your word that will make the giant in you to emerge will come your way this morning in the name of Jesus. Very quickly, how do we access divine guardians? Number one, you must create a serene and quiet environment to access God's guidance for your life, you must create a serene and quiet environment. Many of us are too noisy, too busy for God to speak to us. Your environment is too noisy. If they are not calling you, you are calling them. I've always said this, that you have unlimited minutes on your phone. Doesn't mean you should speak for unlimited minutes. There are people, you know, at times I'm driving, I see somebody has two bags, phone is like this. What is the trouble? When you are too busy, when your environment is too busy, too noisy, you cannot hear clearly from God. I think what the pandemic has done and the lockdown has done is for many of us to calm down. And say, Lord, I need to hear from you. We saw in 1 Kings chapter 19, and from verse 11 to 12, we saw that encounter with Elijah. And he said, go forth and stand by the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. Look at this. And a great and strong wind rent the mountain, Break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind came an earthquake. But God was not even in the earthquake. Look at this verse 12. And after the earthquake came fire. But God was not in the fire. When he came, how did he come? After the fire, it was a still small voice. That is how to hear from God. God speaks to us and guides us through a still small voice. Now look at this. If it, it communicates to us through a still small voice, then you need a quiet environment to hear him. And I'm not talking about just quiet environment physically, but your heart, your mind also must be quiet. Because you can be in a quiet and serene environment, but your mind is troubled. Still, you will not be able to hear him if your heart is too busy. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 1. It said, through wisdom, a man, and through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermediate with all wisdom. True desire. So you must be the one to desire to hear from him, and then you separate yourself. Separated himself, and seeketh and intermediate with all wisdom. So it must be as a result of a desire. I pray for you. Whatever noise that is around you, God will quiet them in the name of Jesus. I say God will quiet every noise around you in the name of Jesus. Number two, how do we access divine guidance? It's through the ministry of teaching priests. We access divine guidance through the ministry of teaching priests. 
God also communicates his plan for us through teaching priests. 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 3. He said, for a long season, Israel was without a true God. 2 Chronicles 15 and verse 3. And without teaching priests and without law. And so, when there is no teaching priest, there is no way to hear what God is saying. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15, he said, I will give you pastors after my own heart, and they will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. So God gives us teaching priests to feed us with what he's saying per time. Some people say, well, I've prayed. I want to hear God speak to me. But if you cannot hear, you can get into the world to get revelation. Or through teaching priests. I've said this recently, that the worst state that a believer can be, God will still give you teachers to show you the way. Isaiah chapter 30 and from verse 20. Although the Lord give thee the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, Yet shall not your teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see thy teachers. So even in a state where it looks as if there is no hope, God still gives us teachers to show us what he's saying per time. And I believe that's why you are here this morning. I believe that's why you are connected to this service. You will hear a word from God in the name of Jesus. The teaching priest is one of the ways in which God guides us. There are people who come, ask certain questions, and just one word of instruction, the step to take. I remember somebody was traveling home to her country, and she came to me, and as I was praying, you know, go in peace, the Lord go with you. God gave me an instruction. He said, when you go home, ensure that you don't eat anything that you are not sure of the source. Not knowing that there was a plan to poison her. But that plan was averted. God gives instruction through teaching praise. He guides us. He shows us just one word. You don't, you don't need, even need to tell the teaching priest what you are going through. If your heart is connected, God will put your word in the mouth of your teacher. Just one word. There are people who have been healed via our online broadcast. For instance, somebody, you know, was going through certain pain. I knew nothing about it. But the word came forth that you are there, you are watching this service, and this and this is what you are going through. And the word, as you believe, God healed her. I pray for you. Whatever is an issue of concern in your heart, your word is coming this morning in the name of Jesus. So through the ministry of teaching priests, God guides us. He directs us. Number three, another access to divine guidance is through a lifestyle of praise and worship. A lifestyle of praise and worship. I've seen this in my life severally. Anytime you want to hear from God, Create an atmosphere, an environment of praise. Psalm 22 and verse 3. The Bible says God inhabits where? The praises of Israel, of his people. 
Where God dwells, the environment where God dwells is called praise. So if you must hear from him, create an environment of praise and worship in your home, you will hear from God. The habitat of God is the habitat of praise and worship. That's where he lives. Psalm 100 and verse 4. Enter into his gate with what? With thanksgiving. And come into his court with what? With praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. I like the way the message translation puts it. It said, enter with the password. Thank you. The password to get to where God is, is thank you. Thanksgiving, praise, worship, you will hear him give you instruction. You will hear him show you the next step that you need to take. And so it's important for us to create an atmosphere of praise, of thanksgiving, if we must continue to hear from God. In that same Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 29, Isaiah chapter 20, 30 and verse 29. The Bible says, you will have a song as in the night when the holy solemnity is kept and gladness of heart when one goeth with pipe to come into the mountain of the Lord to the mighty one of Israel. And verse 30, what will happen when you have a song? And God will cause his glorious voice to be heard. The voice of God will not come if it is not preceded with an atmosphere of praise. You want to hear from God? Then give him praise and worship as a lifestyle. There are some people you can know when things are going well for them because that's when they begin to whistle, that's when they begin to sing praise. And when things are not working, you can also read it on their face. No. Every time I will bless the Lord at all times. Psalm 34 and verse 1. Not only when things are working at all times. And his praise will continually be what? In my mouth. Don't let the devil take praise from your mouth. Praise him. Many have lost their life. They didn't plan to die. But God kept you and preserved you. It is by his mercies. You have every reason to give him thanks. You know the only qualification you need to praise God? The breath in your nostril. Psalm 150 verse 6. Let everything that had breath do what? Praise thee the Lord. That is the only qualification. Not everyone that has money in their account. Everyone that has breath should praise the Lord. That's the only qualification. So that atmosphere of praise and thanksgiving. And worship is what causes us to hear his voice. Acts chapter 13, from verse 2, we saw also an account there when the disciples were ministering to the Lord in a fast, and the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereto I've called them. So God sent his instruction as they ministered. What was ministry? They were worshiping God, they were fasting. And any time you want a word from God, go before the Lord in a time of fasting and prayer and worship him. You will hear his voice. Second Kings chapter 3, also in verse 15, we saw there 
when Elisha said to Jehoshaphat, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. I'm not going to speak a word. He said, we need a word from God. He said, bring me a mystery. And it came to pass when the mystery played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. The voice of God is always preceded by an atmosphere of praise and worship. You will not lack his voice anymore in the name of Jesus. Very quickly in this service, what are the biblical proofs of being led by the Spirit? If you are led by the Spirit of God, what are the proofs that it is God that is leading you? Listen to me. There are people who are leading themselves and they think it is God leading them. If care is not taken, you can be hearing yourself and you think you are hearing God. Do you know that if you think so much about pandemium before you sleep, you can dream that you are eating pandemium? <laughs> you are thinking about that sister before you went to sleep. So what will you dream about? You say, God says, she's my wife. You it's what you are thinking. The Bible says, dream, come out of multitude of business. So how do we know that what we are hearing, what we are seeing is actually from God? Number one biblical proof is that if it is God that is leading you, it will be a pressure-free adventure. It will be what? Pressure-free adventure. If it is God leading you on that journey, in that thing, the journey will be pressure-free. We live in a world where there is so much pressure everywhere. Psalm 16 and verse 11. Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence. What is there? Fullness of joy. And at thy right hand, what? Pleasures. Not pressure. Pleasures forevermore. If it is God leading you, it will be a pressure-free adventure. Why? First John chapter 5 and verse 3. The Bible told us there that his commandments are not grievous. When God gives instruction, it's not to grieve us, but to groom us. So anytime you notice pressures around you, pressure, everything tight, every, you want to make a move, it looks as if every, check it. Is it God leading me on this journey? Listen to me, get this right. It doesn't mean that there won't be challenges when God is leading you. But that there is so much pressure. Your spirit man is not free. You can't pray. You can't fast. You can't do anything. Since they brought that business idea to you, everything just choked up. Check, is it God? If it is God, it will be a pressure free adventure. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17, the Bible says, length of days is in his right hand and in our left there are riches and honor. He said, our ways, our ways of what? Pleasantness. Pleasantness. And all our paths are peace. That is one of the core acid tests to know whether you are hearing from God or you are following his leading. 
pleasantly than you. No more trouble around you in the name of Jesus. Every pressure around your life, around your family, shall be diffused today in the name of Jesus. Number two proof that you are being led by the Spirit of God is supernatural joy. Say with me, supernatural joy. What do we mean by supernatural joy? It is joy that is beyond the natural. It is not tied to anything that is happening naturally. Naturally, it shouldn't lead to joy. But if it's God leading by his spirit, it results in supernatural joy. That's Psalm 16 and verse 11. We saw he said, that will show me the path of life. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. So where God is, there is fullness of joy there. Psalm 89 verse 15, the Bible says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk in the light of thy countenance, O Lord. People who know the joyful sound will walk in the light of his countenance. Hebrews chapter 12 also, and verse 2 tells us that we should look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame. So even if God is leading you on a particular journey and is looking at if everything is becoming difficult, he says, for the joy that was set before him, he was able to endure and despise the shame. And now he's set at the right hand of the throne of God. So don't worry what is happening around you now. God will turn it around for your good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Also, very quickly, today's encounter with destiny service. What is the foundation to encounter destiny with God? What is the foundation for encounter with destiny? Take note of this. It is encounters that make destiny to count. If your destiny and my destiny must count for something, it is encounters that make destiny to count. Jacob was a supplanter. Nobody knew him. He was just moving and causing trouble everywhere until he had an encounter with God. Genesis chapter 32 and from verse 24. And we saw in that encounter as he wrestled with a man till the breaking of the day. And he said, what is your name? And he said, my name, name is Jacob. And he said, your name will no longer be called Jacob because you have wrestled with God and with man and you have prevailed. And that singular encounter changed his name from a supplanter to a prince with God. I pray for you. Today's encounter will bring about a new name for you in the name of Jesus. So the journey towards the fulfillment of our destiny begins with one genuine encounter with God in his word. Just one word is enough to turn your life around. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 21. God appeared to Samuel again in Shiloh by the word. By the word. Just one word. Look at how Matthew 6.33 has turned this commission around. And everyone engaging with it. Seeking first the kingdom of God. Many have read it. Didn't make any meaning. But one genuine encounter with that word changed many lives and is still doing so today. God will send you your own word in the name of Jesus Christ. 
The good news is that every child of God has a glorious destiny. Say with me, I have a glorious destiny. How do I know that? Romans chapter 8 and verse 30. He said, those that he did foreknow, them he also called. Those that he called, he justified. And those that he justified, what happened to them? He glorified. So glory is the end result of every child of God. He has called us to a life of glory and virtue, not shame and reproach. Second Peter 1, 3, that's what he said. He has called us to a life of glory. Please don't look down on yourself. Say with me one more time, I have a glorious destiny. You have a glorious destiny. God has great plans for your life. Number two, we have a prosperous destiny. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9. We know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ for though he was rich, for our sake he became poor, so that all through his poverty might be made rich. We have a prosperous destiny, not a beggarly destiny. Number three, we have a royal destiny. 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. He has made us a holy priesthood. A, he said, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. So we have a royal destiny. And it also has to do with how you carry yourself. Your mentality must let you know that you have a destiny of royalty. Not a servant. Not one that people talk down on. You carry yourself as such. You also have an enviable destiny. We saw how the enviable destiny of Isaac came alive as he was led by God. As we begin to move on in this service, to experience encounter with destiny, seven things that will help us. We'll go through it very quickly and then we'll pray. Number one, you must be born again. To have genuine encounter with destiny, you must be born again. That's what Jesus said to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see. A child that is in the womb cannot see what is happening in the world. You must first be born again to see what God has a plan for you. John chapter 3 and verse 3. So to experience encounter with destiny, you must be born again. Number two, you must be spiritually desperate for an encounter. You must be spiritually what? Desperate. Everybody who ever had an encounter with destiny, they were desperate for an encounter. Something must change in my life. That was what happened to Jacob. We just read. He said, I will not let you go except you bless me. I'm tired of this situation. You must be desperate spiritually for an encounter. Psalm 63 verse 1. Oh Lord my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. Psalm 63 and from verse 1. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where there's no water. Why? Because I want to see your power and your glory. Psalm 42 verse 1, it says, as the heart or as the deer panted after the water brook, so my soul longs after you. You must be desperate.
for an encounter. I won't let you go. Something must change positively in my life. Number three, you must also be spiritually minded. Carnal men cannot have encounter with destiny. Romans chapter 8 and verse 6 is said to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. So what does that mean? For you to have an, a genuine encounter with destiny, you must mind the things of the spirit. Be tuned to the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. He said the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. Neither can he know them because they are foolishness to him. They can only be spiritually discerned. There are times you are ready to, you know, go on your way and set out. God will say, wait on me today. You don't know why. But you need to be tuned to the spirit to hear what the spirit is saying. Revelations 1 and verse 10. He said, I was in the spirit on the last day. And I heard his voice behind me. You cannot hear if you are not tuned to the spirit. I said this recently. As we are here now, major news stations, CNN, BBC, they are broadcasting. Why are we not hearing? Because we are not tuned in. Heaven is always broadcasting only those who are tuned into the spirit. What is the frequency of the spirit? Spirituality. Say with me, spirituality. Spirituality is the frequency of the spirit. Until you are tuned in spiritually, you can't hear what God is saying. I pray for someone here. Your spiritual sensitivity comes alive in the name of Jesus. Number four, very quickly, you must be God-loving. Those who hear from God are lovers of God. That's in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not even entered into the heart of man. The things God has prepared for who? For them that love him. If you are a lover of God, he will confide in you. He will reveal deep things to you. John 15, 15. He said, I call you no more servants, but I call you friends. Because the things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So as a friend of God, you have the right to hear what God is saying. And that is what makes you encounter destiny. Just keep loving God. Keep moving his kingdom forward. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. He said, we know. Say with me, we know. If you know, say we know. That all things work together for good. For who? To them that love God. If you love God, everything will work together for your good. Number five, also be open to the revelation from the world. Be open to the revelation from the world. There are things you are looking for that is not in the world, as it were. You're looking for a particular name of a place. You can't find it there. But as you are open to revelation from the world, God uses the world to reveal his plan to you. Everything you need is in the world. But you need a revelation. Uh, your eyes of understanding being opened. According to Ephesians 1 and verse 18. He said, then the eyes of our understanding will be open to see what he wants to show us. I pray for somebody, your eyes of understanding shall be open today. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Number six, very quickly, be committed to walking in the spirit. Be committed to walking in the spirit. Galatians 5 and verse 25. He said, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is what gives us an experience of encounter with destiny. Walking in the spirit. Psalm 1 and from verse 1, he said, blessed is that man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know, there is a way you walk, and then you can't hear what God is saying. You can't encounter God. There are people you are walking with that is taking you away from God's plan. When God was going to appear, you know, to Abraham, the Bible says, when Lot departed from him. Look at that Genesis 13 and verse 14. We read earlier. After Lot departed from him, he said, and the Lord said to Abraham, after that Lot had departed, there are some people that you need to separate yourself from to encounter destiny. Having them around you will affect your fulfillment of your glorious destiny. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. Anyone that is against your glorious destiny, God will separate you from them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Last but not the least, number seven, you must be committed to a life of prayer and praise. We looked at the praise I mentioned earlier. Everyone that encountered their glorious destiny, they were committed to a life of prayer. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, he said, call unto me. And what will I do? I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. Look at Jabez. He would have died in sorrow. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. Jabez called on the God of Israel. And verse 10 specifically. He said, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast. Let your hand rest upon me. Deliver me from evil that he may not grieve me. And God granted it his request. Anna would have died childless. But she went before the Lord. <laughs> God, give me a man child. People who encounter destiny are desperate on the altar of prayer. Rise up on your feet with me. Lift up your voice to heaven. And I'd like you to appreciate God from the depth of your heart. I say, Father, thank you for your word that has come to me today. Thank you because I know my own word has come today. Thank you because my life will never remain the same. Everything about me takes a new turn. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate him. Begin to glorify him. Begin to magnify him. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Be thou exalted. Be thou glorified. Be thou magnified. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. All eyes closed and all eyes bowed. You are in this service. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The first encounter with destiny begins with being born again. He said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So wherever you may be, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Give me the privilege to pray for you so that Jesus can come into your life and turn your life around. Anyone like that, 
raise up your right hand wherever you may be, in front of your device or wherever you may be. Just raise up your right hand. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want your life to be turned around. Give me the privilege to pray for you. Wherever you may be, say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this privilege to give my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but you came to die for me. Father, forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I believe I am saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. I pray that the mighty hand of God will rest upon you. From today, your life takes a new turn. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take steps towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is love.